0: Attention, ditto heads! Attention, Bo scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the
1: soul of excellence.
2: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here
0: in New York. The rush hour is on the air. Rush,
1: rush! Now here's
0: Bo Snurdly.
2: Welcome, my friends, to the Thursday edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. If you would like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to give us a call. 800-848-9222. It is a very, very busy news day. In a very, very busy news week. And here, to help me, to help you digest it all, the one, the only, my friend, And a great broadcaster in his own right, of course, Andrew Giuliani. Andrew,
1: how are you? James, happy Thursday. Always great being with you and your uh, incredible audience. Thank you for having me, as always.
2: Man, Andrew. Okay, Andrew, let's jump into this, okay? I cannot wait to hear. You know more about New York politics than almost anybody on the planet. (laughs) What in the heck? happened with this whole people were furious yesterday Andrew calling here they were blaming peter king they're blaming al damato i of course blame republican moderates they couldn't wait to toss old george santos out there we can't tolerate a serial liar in our midst we won't have it we won't have a liar meanwhile you have uh, the democrats With Schiff getting, they give him a promotion. Not only are you a good liar, we want to, you're such a good liar, we want to move you up to the Senate. We want to make your lies count even more. Republicans have a mindset, Andrew. Winning isn't everything. We, We can't stand liars. Winning isn't everything. Democrats have another mindset. Winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. We have to win in order to press our agenda.
1: What happened here, Andrew? (laughs) And when you compare that also to what's going on with Menendez in the Senate and the fact that there's nobody who's taking a vote to actually come out, you know, you want to know why, Bo? Because guess what? You deserve to ultimately go to trial and actually be convicted if you're going to be removed from the House of Representatives or the U.S. And that was what's so dangerous about all this. Look, I'm no fan of George Santos. I think the listening audience at WABC knows that. But the guy ultimately should have had a trial, and he should have been convicted before he was removed. And sadly, New York Republicans who ultimately pushed this whole thing, and they pushed it because they said it'd be too tough to run against Santos, basically, in the fall, that Santos would be part of the campaign literature. What they didn't think about here, though, Bo, is that you had guys like Trump and Biden at the top of the ticket that was going to far outweigh anything to do with Santos. So that, from a political standpoint, and they also didn't think about the dangerous precedents in a time when everything is so politically vindictive that you could actually have somebody just Uh, make allegations against you without having the opportunity to defend yourself, and that is enough with an ethics report to actually be removed from the House of Representatives. I repeat, George Santos is no angel. He's not a guy that I love. But I will tell you, he should still be representing the 3rd District in New York, not Tom Suozzi right now. And look, I think Peter King is a great American. I think he got this one wrong, though. Okay,
2: here's the other thing. So these Democrats, especially these little, my, we can't have a serial liar in our midst. Okay, these guys, it would be one thing if they said, we got rid of that serial liar that was the problem, and now we're going to help get a Republican. Here's the way the outside spending broke. $3.4 million on operations supporting Swazi. Mm-hmm. Nine point five million outside dollars in direct attack ads and uh, attacks opposing the Republican Philip and Miss Philip groups only raised less than three million dollars. I mean, about yeah. So the money. So it's one thing they got rid of their serial lie problem, but they didn't go out and raise any money for the Republican candidate that they put up. Yeah. They did nothing. And this guy just outswamped them in terms of what we we and these Andrew, just tell me the people in in the Republican Party is not as stupid as I think they are. Why do we always have to deal with this kind of political stupidity? This is
1: stupidity one oh one. I I couldn't agree any more with you here, James, and when you just think about the fact that how little foresight that they actually had that Mozzie Pillup over the course of the three years that she was elected as uh, in the Nassau County legislature, that she never actually changed her registration from Democrat to Republican. And somehow they thought that that would not be an issue when you have Santos, who, for all his shortcomings, he's going out there and voting in one of the most conservative, actually with the most conservative voting record for the New York delegation. And you're going to replace him with a registered Democrat. And by the way, when you do then run a registered Democrat on the Republican line, You probably want to make sure that she understands the answer of... If Trump is convicted, are you going to support him? Because she is definitely going to be asked that question. And she gave four different answers throughout the time that she was asked that question. Four different answers to that question. The first time said that she wouldn't if he was convicted. The second time said maybe. The third time she said that she thought that he would actually get a fair trial, which was crazy to me. That was absolutely wild when you think about Fannie Willis and you could see what's going on here. We could talk about Fannie's Fannie a little bit later here, James, as I know we like to talk about, but when you talk oh, about J- oh, Jack Smith, oh, Alvin mm-hmm. Bragg and all these people, and then the fourth time she finally said on election day, uh, yeah, I, I will I will support him because these are political. You can't give four different answers because New Yorkers, Americans see what I think is the absolute killer here in all of this, a disingenuous politician. you got to be genuine. Look, James, if I agree with you or if I disagree with you, guess what? If you're genuine in your beliefs, I have a certain amount of respect for you. And the electorate sees that. They can ultimately handle if they disagree with somebody on an issue, as long as they're willing to explain their position, as long as it's sensical, and as long as it's actually genuine. The problem is, in D.C., and I think with this New York delegation, You have too many people that are disingenuous and are just looking at trying to figure out how they can win, or I guess lose the next election, and looking at this. This was disgusting. Disgusting. You know what? You know
2: what? I'm so these moderates, and I don't want to name names. I could, but I I, some of these people have had distinguished past. Mm -hmm. Um, they've served. They've served on, for instance, protecting the public, and so some of these people have to be decent people, and I don't want to always just sound like they're horrible people, because I don't know these people, I don't know them, but I'm going to tell you, the decisions that come out are just plain and utter stupidity. I don't know how they get on, they, they make these decisions, they get on their high and mighty soapbox, their self-righteous soapbox, about how they can't stand Santos, and never once do they make the political calculations, and look, what if... What if we can't hold on to the seat? How are we going to raise the money to make sure that we can vet a good opponent? They have no game plan. Yeah. And meanwhile, Democrats just run the field with these guys. They make them look like a, like, like, like third rate amateurs.
1: Yeah. James, I'm going to use a quote that one of the uh, New York big donors actually said the weekend after they ousted Santos and before the candidate was ultimately selected, Mozzie Pillop was actually in that room and most of the New York delegation, including our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. I was sitting right next to Curtis Lewa. This was at a steakhouse right around the corner from WABC Studios on a Sunday afternoon. And what the New York donor said, and I quote here, this is exactly what she said, She said, you raped me with George Santos, and now you are aborting the baby by removing him. That's what she said. So that's how New York voters are actually thinking on this. And again, I repeat, that's a quote, but that's how I think a lot of New York Republicans, conservatives actually felt. And when they realized that they were going to spend, have to raise that much money, she even said, I want this to come out of the campaign coffers of every single Republican that voted to actually remove Santos.
2: Uh, the Alvin Bragg fiasco trial looks like it's good. now it's going to start May, March 25th. I, I'm still shaking my head in disbelief that these judges can get away with with forcing this absolute travesty to actually proceed. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the 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 judge today, the the decision, that Donald Trump and this this non criminal crime that his he's charged with? over the Stormy Daniels business, that this actually has to go to trial at the beginning of the political presidential cycle. What are your thoughts, James? It's
1: the Communist Republic of New York, so I don't expect him to get a fair trial, sadly. I I really, really don't. Um, I think this politically may continue to help him, actually, though, because I think enough Americans have seen through this and and see for this for what it is, which is election interference. This is absolutely election interference. Uh, When you think of all the things, all the proof that we have on Biden and how he sold out the United States of America, how he sold out foreign intelligence, how he continues to sell out our country for uh, for uh personal gain. And the fact that they end up going after Donald Trump, the way that they're going after him, from all the different angles that they're going after him, when Alvin Bragg won't actually hold somebody who gang assaults, an illegal migrant who's gang assaulting a cop right there, won't hold them under bar, but you're going to actually spend your time on this charge against... Donald Trump. That's never really been tested. It's never really been done like this before. It's beyond crazy, and uh, and uh, but I don't expect them to get a fair trial here either. Though, James, you expect them to get a fair trial in New York? I mean, absolutely. You've seen this longer this than thing I should have been crazy. thrown
2: out. Yes. This thing should have been thrown out. It should never even be there.
1: Absolutely. And here's
2: a here's the sad part about it. You have you have you have people that cannot shop at their local stores in New York because the criminals have run out the shopkeepers, have run out the owners of the stores. You have people that are in the streets right now and can't find resources because where they might stay have been taken over by people who are in the country illegally. And New York is spending millions of dollars to house illegal citizens, illegal people at the expense of American citizens. You have New York's education still in a shambles. Over 200 failing schools. Generations of kids growing up unable to, will be unable to participate as full American citizens because they are not educated. You have all of these things going on. You have migrants that are now shipped here from Venezuelan gangs who are beating up New York police officers. It has been discovered that Wilson Juarez and Calvin Servita Arrocha, 19, are part of a Venezuelan street gang de Agra or something like that mm-hmm. they are they they're part of a gang, and we are importing the criminals like we don't have enough of our own. We are importing criminals from Venezuela to beat up the cops, and Alvin Bragg and his people let them walk on streets until the he, this instead of dealing with any of that, they're dealing with the issues of a a, a porn star <laughs> who got paid to be quiet. And it's not a crime to pay a porn star to keep something on her body
1: shut for a change. <laughs> you know, it's it's complete chaos. That's what this ultimately comes down to. And 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 sadly, um, I expect more of this kangaroo court, this banana republic that we've we've been seeing. I mean, when you empower Alvin Bragg to uh, to to be the first to go when it comes to all this. Um, you know, it's just—it's so disheartening from my perspective, James, as somebody who's who's seen this from the Trump perspective, somebody who's seen this from my father's perspective, and all that. It's just, um, it's just, uh, it's it's beyond—it's depressing, actually, in some way. I mean, it's great that we continue to shine a light on it. And I think more Americans are looking at this for what it is, as I said before. And I think a lot of that has to do with great Americans like yourself that are willing to do that and so many others that are willing to actually see that. And it's, it is breaking through. But, man, I, I really wish it would break through fast enough where, where you wouldn't have these, uh, these kangaroo courts that would go after the Trumps uh, and his allies of the world. Andrew, stay on the line, please. Stay
2: with us here. We are going to do some fanny talking when we get back. <laughs> <laughs> Time to check in with the fanny. Da fanny. And da fanny is hot this afternoon. 1979, Saturday Night Fever. Wins Album of the Year at the 21st Grammy Award. BG's. Best Pop Group. Best Arrangement of Voices for this one. Staying Alive. Also that year, Billy Joel, Just The Way You Are, won Song of the Year. Donna Summers, Last Dance, won two different Grammys. The best R&B vocal and the best R&B song. That was quite a year. Disco at its height, 1979. WABC Talk Radio 77, Andrew Giuliani is with us. Da coming up. Keep it right here.
0: James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush.
2: 1975, Linda Ronstadt, number one on the charts. day was the day. Everyone is out to
0: get my fanny. Everybody fanny. wants to
2: see my fanny. <laughs> da, da fanny. Likes to hold my D-A. Da fanny, fanny no brought me. it to the Everybody house. Wants to seize my da fanny Everybody Everybody showed up in a magenta outfit. And fanny. let me tell you, they she walked no up to that. She surprised me. them all. They didn't expect my her in She came right after the boyfriend, the ex boyfriend, got through testifying. Da Fanny's in the house and the Fanny wants to talk. And when Da Fanny strode up to take her chair, have mercy. That Fanny was a Fanny. It's a real Fanny. And Da Fanny lit it up in that courtroom today, started calling the lawyers a bunch of liars. How dare you people impugn my memory? You're saying I went to sleep with him on the first day I met him? I am offended? Of course I pay for everything with cash. I keep cash in the house. That's what black parents, my daddy taught his black daughter. Keep cash in the house. We do everything with cash. I got 15 G's large in my house, sometimes on a good day. And oh, that old gal that testified against me? She's my ex-friend. I don't like her. These people are lot. Li- this woman put on a performance Andrew. I,
1: I guess Stefanie ends up uh working for cash, I guess is the best way to put it. That's the best Ooh. conclusion that I have on all that there James, but I'm just, Ooh. <laughs> what do you think?
2: <laughs> I Here's the problem. Yeah. I don't know I don't know enough about the law. I'm going to be be totally mm-hmm. frank with you. I don't know enough about the law to to know whether This, whether she's presenting a good defense or not, because I don't know, I do not understand how they're going to exactly aim to get her thrown off the case. There has to be some kind of impropriety, right? Absolutely. So what's the standard? I'm not sure, Andrew, but you're looking at all this. What what do you think is happening? And, And Jonathan Turley, by the way, um the judge has issued a caution to her that if he's going to strike her testimony if she fails to keep failing to answer questions specifically um she, at one point she started calling the woman her, the, the 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 lawyer uh, opposing her, a liar and abruptly the place was recessed mm-hmm. I don't know how this is playing to the judge yeah I don't I know how it's playing to the public she's mm-hmm. getting some sympathy from people that like her and that want to see her succeed in this vendetta that she has against Donald Trump, against your dad, against everyone else, so she's going to have her supporters. Mm-hmm. And people on the our side that look at this say, "This
1: woman's testimony is ludicrous. yeah. But I don't know how this is going to play out. Yeah, I mean, I think just the the important thing, obviously, and this is more from the political side, right? I'm not a lawyer, so uh, it's I I don't understand legally, ultimately, what it will actually be to get her thrown off of this case or potentially even to get this case removed as, you know, from a political standpoint, it, it looks like, Potentially, it should be if you're talking about ordering multiple grand juries. It seems like the the extra grand jury that she orders was specifically so that way uh, her boyfriend could uh, could get more billable hours in all this. And then you're actually seeing the receipts for her. Uh, for her travel and all this. But, but I think what this has to be doing from a political standpoint is that anybody who's not coming with a bias at this, like we are, look, I'm biased toward President Trump. I'm very biased because of my father. So I'm going to come into this and say, Hey, look, you know, she should be removed and, and potentially tried and convicted because of all this. And you're going to have the other people that hate Trump no matter what and they're deranged and they're, and they're going to, they're going to say, I don't care who goes after Trump as long as they go after him and get him. That's what I want. I think though it's the unbiased that look at this and say, "Wait a second, this is this is a farce. You're telling me that the facts of this is that you have a DA that ordered multiple grand juries. No need to order the second one, so that way her 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 fiance not her fiance, sorry, her boyfriend, her lover." Could actually her bill ex. more hours. Her, her ex, yeah. She, exactly.
2: She, she, yeah. She had a tough conversation with him, and he's oh. no longer tapping the fanny.
1: You know, I missed that. I missed that for some reason, James. Yeah. But yeah, he stopped. <laughs> he
2: stopped tapping the fanny back there in the uh, in 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 in, uh, in the summer
1: last year. In the summer. Oh, well, well, there you go. But uh, yeah. you know what? Guess what? He's still ultimately, and this is kind of the and amazing the, thing, right? This is a special counsel who's supposed to be independent of politics, and he actually is caught twice going up to the White House. I mean, isn't that pretty? obvious enough, when you're talking about one of the most political things that you could possibly do as a special counsel, you would want to make sure that there is no potential impropriety there, that there's no discussions with the White House if you're talking about their number one opponent, and all of a sudden, you're going up there twice, and by the way, how dumb are you too? by the way, if you are going to go up and do that, which I think shows just, again, how political you are in all this, you're going to actually go down and put a receipt for that? I well, mean, well no, you there's be? a reason,
2: Andrew. No, no, Andrew, he's a southern gentleman. That's what <laughs> DeFanis said. He's a southern gentleman. I mean, his his ex-wife might not agree because he was actually tapping DeFanis when he should have been home with the ex-wife, but He's a Southern gentleman, and of course, Southern gentlemen always keep their receipts and their billable hours. <laughs> don't you know that, Dale Andrew?
1: I I guess so, but I, but he seems to be using a lot of cash right now. I don't know how Southern gentlemen. Well, she, that is, but, but that see, means- Andrew,
2: see, you don't understand. This is what I'm talking about, Andrew. You don't understand. Her <laughs> black father, who we, who we all are going to meet. He's a wonderful man, uh, and he's elderly. But so we have can't we cannot talk about him badly. But he told her that she's supposed to keep cash in the house. Because And if she ever goes on a date, make sure she has enough cash to get away from a potential predator. So she always had lots of cash in her house because her daddy told her that. And and her daddy's a good old black gentleman from old school. He might be a little ashamed, she said, because she's not been keeping the kind of cash in the house that he told her to keep. So you see, Andrew, you got it all wrong. You're looking at this thing saying, how come there are no receipts? Because you're a racist, boy. That's why. Because her black daddy told her and, and told her not to use cash. To use cash. And now who are you, a white man, to tell her that she should have receipts? Don't you
1: see how this is going there, Andrew? Yes, I see exactly how it's going. I guess I should have learned a little oh, more from the word. school of Bob Menendez. That's probably what I should have. Maybe <laughs> she should put a gold bar in her backyard as well underneath the mattress over here. You know, I, us, us paisanos. There's some of us who used to uh, basically keep our bank underneath the uh, underneath the, the mattress over here. Uh, generally, it's not for the best reasons. We'll put it that way.
2: Ah, this is just... Andrew, let me, before we get off of here, yesterday on um, Kansas City. So you have the parade for the uh, Kansas City Swifts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the thing turns into mayhem. Yeah. Another one of these mass shootings. Everybody, I think, I, I was concerned when I saw the reports. This poor disc jockey was killed, mm-hmm. and, and you have children, children yeah. injured. And it turns out now there are still no charges against those that are believed to have pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. It is now believed that this was some sort of personal dispute among kids uh. that led to this gunfire. Um, not adults, apparently, but young, t- some argument that went astray. <sighs> What can we say that hasn't
1: these mass shootings, Andrew? Yeah. Look, I think, and I know everybody always goes to mental health on this uh, immediately, but when you look at children and uh, and they're, you know, not even of legal age, and and that ultimately is their response, there's obviously uh, an epidemic in this country with regards to how we're able to uh solve confrontations if you will and and i think honestly a lot of this ends up going back to not saying this is the only reason because this would be way too simplistic but when you talk about the education system in this country americans don't learn how to critically think from a young age anymore and and james you and i might be have a, have a disagreement on the issue but guess what You'll hear my side of the case. I'll hear your side of the case. We may agree to disagree, but guess what? We might become a little bit more smarter. We might learn from each other's perspectives on that. Kids aren't learning that in school anymore, and because of that, sometimes they don't know what to do with those emotions, with that rage, with, with the questions that they might have, and a lot of that leads to lashing out. Again, that's too simplistic to define why you would go and shoot somebody, what I'm just saying is, it would be a whole lot better in this country if kids learned how to actually critically think through issues and we could actually understand each other's perspective better. And that's something that our education system in this country has failed our children over the last few decades on. And by the way, I thought it was illegal for kids this age to own guns and
2: how I have guns. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes. Andrew, thank yes. you as always. <laughs> thank My you. My friend, so good, always. I so look forward to. Thursdays in our chats here. Andrew Giuliani, ladies and gentlemen. 1969, Sly, the Family Stone. Number one with this one. Everyday people.
0: The fast
1: lane. it's the rush hour with bo Nerdly. goes by the pseudonym bo Snerdley. Rush, rush now here's bo Nerdly.
2: what's this about diego
0: On this day in 1945, English musician John Halliwell, saxophonist with Supertramp, who had the 1979 UK number seven and US number six single, The Logical Song. Uh, Halliwell also played on countless other albums, including Pink Floyd's album. A momentary lapse of reason, except on the credits, uh, his name is misspelled Halliwell instead of (laughs) Halliwell. And he also played on my personal album, Diego Goitias 58 and Warm Summer.
2: Diego getting the big leaguers up to bat.
0: He charges, this so, one of he my charges so much for this stuff, too, but it was worth it.
2: Yeah, it sounds great.
0: Still sounds great, right?
2: Warm summer. That's Diego's, ladies and gentlemen. And English musician John Halliwell is playing saxophone with not only Super Tramp, not Pink Floyd, but also with our own Diego. Me? <laughs> On WABC Talk Radio 77. There is a report out today that border agents have recorded more than uh, 18,000 encounters with Chinese illegal immigrants in just the last four months at the border. Uh, does that worry you? Does that tell you anything? Oh, and a question for you. Let's say your team won the Super Bowl or some other event. Are you inclined to go out in big crowds now? Would you feel safe? I was just wondering this after, before this thing even started, there was something that was, they were, they were talking about a shooting that happened at one of the uh, transit points, before the day before the parade, as it was, whatever. And then you have this parade, you have this kind of gun violence, two people are younger than 18 that have been taken into custody, no charges yet. No charges yet. Which is, and they only have 24 hours. Either, either charge them or release them. No charges yet. 22 people injured, one person dead. Oh, and Swift's boyfriend, what's his name? The, the, uh, the, the guy that likes to beat up the elderly coaches and yell in their faces, that guy?
0: Travis Kelsey?
2: Him. He went out partying last, like, like it was 1999. And, there's like so many people that are like pissed at him. Oh, how horrible. You've got children lying in the hospital injured and wounded and you're out here yucking it up, having your big Super Bowl fun like you don't have a care in the world. I, as much as I don't maybe like this guy, I don't know him. I don't dislike him. I don't like him. I don't know what I think about him, except he shouldn't go around yelling at his coach. And he admitted that he admitted that he was got overtaken with emotion and that he and Andy Reid have had to talk about it. Andy Reid's fine, blah, blah, blah. But the point is, is that really fair? I mean, the guy won the Super Bowl. Why? Yes, people, one person got killed, a DJ, very sad. Somebody in our business got wiped out here, this woman. And apparently she was just a wonderful woman, great person. And you just feel for her family. I can't imagine the grief they're going through. She's going to see a celebration, and and she's not home, and will never be home with them again. This is terrible. 22 people injured. 22, many of them children. But is in spite of all of that, is it fair to go after the football guy, the Swift boyfriend, Mr. Swift, for um going out and partying. They won the Super Bowl. Is he supposed to, what is he supposed to do? Go to the hospital and wait to see the little children that are suffering? They're not going to let him in. He's not family. What was exactly what he's supposed to do yesterday? I don't know. I don't know whether people are being fair to him or not. And this whole business with Da Fanny. Oof. No, we don't, no, no. Let me just tell you this, though. I I, I must make a a, a note, a note, because it came out in the the stories that I've been reading today that Mr. Wade, the guy that was elevated from traffic court to working the number one political place in America because he was tapping to Fannie, and he ain't tapping to Fannie no more. Fannie said she had a tough conversation with him, and she said that, He, She she was asked several times, when did the relationship end? She danced around it all kind of ways and just went on and on and on. But finally, we get to the answer. She says pretty much that the, and and these weren't her words, because she has refused to use the words intimacies, but she intimated that the intimacies ended in July or something of last summer. But she then didn't have the tough conversation with him. Until August. And then she says, Well, you have to see. To a man, the romantic ends when he ain't getting none. But for the woman, it ends after the tough conversation. Now, that part, we're not going to. But here's what I learned. I learned that Mr. Wade had had a bout with cancer, and apparently it was a serious bout. And no one wishes this on anyone, and I certainly, but he recovered. He recovered well enough that he was tapping da Fanny. So I would just like to say to Mr. Wade, despite the fact, and by the way, if you saw Fanny, like I saw Fanny walk up today in that magenta skirt that was hugging her ample assets as she walked, you would understand the lure of da Fanny Cause it was, it was quite something to see her st- walk up with the jiggles, and it was just like, whoa, what have we here? What have we here? And, uh yes, and so he suffered an illness and came back and was able to tap the fanny for at least a little while, and so just want to give a brotherly salute to him. Yo, bro, you done well for a while. Now, whether this thing gets thrown out as it should, <laughs> cash. My daddy taught me to always have cash at home. I paid for everything in cash. I have cash. Where it's, Tranny says she has her cash wherever she lies her head. So apparently if she goes and spends the night somewhere, she takes the cash with her. This is what she testified to? I'm not kidding. That's why she doesn't have receipts, you see. Because her daddy taught her to have the cash. Cash is king. Have cash with you. And so that's why she has no receipts. And I, this judge was letting her get away with all kinds of stuff. I'm telling you, to Fanny's fans, and there are many fans of the Fanny, and if they saw what I saw this afternoon in that magenta dress, there will be more fans of the Fanny. Fans of the Fanny will think that she has done well. Opponents wonder, and I see this on Twitter, what kind of ghetto stuff is this in the courtroom? Because she is throwing down. This behavior, And the judge is letting her get away with a lot. I'm sure that the judge wouldn't put up with this from a lot of her answers with anybody else. But it remains, t- I am not a lawyer. So I don't know whether what is really transpiring in this courtroom is enough to have her removed or not from a case that should have never been allowed to go on in the first place. Anyway, let's check in with telephones. Let us start with Sandra in New Jersey. Hello, Sandra. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm pretty upset today over this, James. Listen, first of all, she's a piece of work. Her she is. To the, I, really, she's so disrespectful. I never saw anyone act like that in a courtroom before. And then I, I perceived the dress she wore, I looked at it differently the color pink. That was probably done. So we'll think she's kind of like an angel. She's sweet. So that's the color why she picked pink. But the way it fits, that's that's a different story. um, You
2: uh, you saw what I meant, didn't you, when she strode up there with that magenta wrap hugging that Fanny?
0: Oh, yeah. And you know what? You can call her Fanny all you want. I agree. She's not a nice person. I would die if I had her as my judge. I think I would kill myself. No, she's ruthless. She's mean. She's a narcissist. She thinks who she is. Oh, my God. I feel so sorry for Donald Trump and everybody else involved in this whole mess. I really do.
2: I hear you loud and clear. Thank you so much. Always such a pleasure to hear from you. Richie in Brooklyn, you are up next. How are you, Richie?
0: Hey, how you doing, Bo? Thanks for taking my call. We spoke last week, uh,
1: and I gave you an answer. I feel that the answer to this Kansas City, not just that specifically, the shooting, in America, there's a breakdown in discipline and consequences. When I was a kid growing up in Brooklyn, we would hit the bus drivers driving the buses with snowballs. And one
0: time I hit the bus and the bus driver came out and he beat the hell out of me in the snow. And you know what? I never hit another bus again.
1: <laughs> what is snowball? So isn't that like we have no teacher. Teachers
0: used to discipline us cops use the discipliners us. the mailman your next door neighbor there is no discipline no consequences it's not
1: all mental illness everybody's running wild because there's no discipline that's just my
0: opinion
2: I love your opinion thank you so much Richie Frank in New Jersey how are you
0: how are you boss
2: doing well what's on your mind
0: uh, everybody's treating all these things superficially What's happening is that Brad and Fanny are untouchables. They're untouchable because they were put there by Soros. Do you really think they're going to go and remove those people from power? Absolutely not. I don't
2: know. I look, look, look. Here's the thing, though. If they were so untouchable, she would have never been called to testify. She didn't want to testify. She tried to avoid the subpoena. I don't believe... The allegations that were made apparently were serious enough that they... And she tried to get them uh, thrown out the other day, and the judge refused. So I don't know. If you're saying the fix is in, though, and she's never going to have to... I don't necessarily believe that either. I think that this case is going to... This part of the case, whether she's allowed to stay or not, on the case... Will depend on what the law is exactly. But I, and, and I'm unsure. I'm unsure whether she's making a case that will sustain her ability to stay on the Trump case or not. Or if there's witness strong enough that there was a conflict of interest, improper behavior that should disqualify her. I don't know what the bar is for improper behavior enough to remove her. Oops, I just looked at the clock. I'm sorry to cut you short. I wanted to get an answer from you, Frank. But we have to check in with Lou Dobbs. And in so doing, we also must remind you. Ah, One of the best songs of all time. None other than Ray Charles. On this day, 1962. Ray Charles recorded this one. At the United Studios in Hollywood, California. Top the US charts, top the UK charts. Modern sounds and country. It was a country record that went number one. Are your Beyonce's out here doing some kind of country thing? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Apparently it's getting some, I don't know. Uh time to check in with Lou Dobbs, ladies and gentlemen. And if you would like to uh uh, uh those of you that have been watching Dafani, if you would like to uh, weigh in, you're more than welcome. They say the time.
1: James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. Rush,
2: Rush, Rush. Birthday today, Melissa Manchester. 1975, Midnight Blue. 1982, uh, this one. You should hear how she talks about you. 1983, Grammy. Best Pop Female Vocal Performance. All right, it's time. A lot of people want to weigh in.
1: And we must allow James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, presents Rapid Phones.
2: Steve in New Jersey, you are up first. What is on your mind?
0: Mr. Bo James, thanks for taking my call. Real quick, all right, and I'm an attorney. The the ABA rules of professional conduct, at the very least, Fanny and her boyfriend there should be kicked off the case appearance of impropriety but the judge should even go a step further than that remand it have the state attorney general here should just point a special counsel to look into all right uh, possible coordination with the Biden white house in addition to the appearance of impropriety and whether this whole damn case should be thrown out i'll leave it there you say sir
2: so 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 in other words you are calling for dafani to be probed further correct
0: correct The whole thing smacks, there's an appearance of impropriety here, and based on the fact he did, right, the boyfriend, right, Fannie's boyfriend, I visited the Mm -hmm. White House a couple of times, and then all his money comes flowing into him. Something, it it doesn't pass the smell test, right? I would love for the ABA as well as the Federalist Society to weigh in on this. I think they should. They've been strangely quiet, Mr. Bo James. You notice?
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. They have been strangely quiet. And we're not going to talk about the smell test while we're talking about Uh Lisa, in New Jersey, you are next on
0: WABC. Hi, thank you, sir, for taking my call. I am scared. This is a really scary time in America. What this woman is doing, and she seems entitled and arrogant and nasty, and this poor man, Trump, but he's putting him through. It's scary. Like, what next? It's two sets of rules. Like- what next? What next?
2: Uh- <laughs> We could go on with what next, the stuff we didn't cover. Russia being able to knock our nukes out from out of space. That one we got yesterday while Biden sleeps, uh, while this, 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 this continuing invasion at the borders. There are so many things. What next? I got to run. Lisa, thank you. Mike in South Carolina, very quickly.
1: Time's running out.
0: Long time no speak, bro. I love my music. Where's my
1: drumsticks? I'm watching right now. I was telling the guy to answer the phone. Okay, D.A. Fannie is testifying. You know, she should be disbarred, and so should a partner, misconduct. And I don't care who you are. I worked with everybody on the MTA. Okay? I don't care who you are. But her father, I read, uh, Bo, she wa- uh, he was uh, one of the founding
0: uh, uh, fathers of Black Panther Group. The Black Panther. Group. Nice. Okay.
1: Well, we got to
2: run. I so appreciate your call. Time's up. But there will be more on the Fanny tomorrow. Uh, Mike friends, may God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, we are back tomorrow for the Friday Fanny Chill. Till then, bye.